Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. Here's one of my favorite moments from earlier this week from Mark and Christy. For about 25 plus years mm-hmm. now, I think for about 20 of them, off and on we've had this conversation that sounds something like, man, I wonder whatever happened to my Care Bears. Really? <laughs> like it's, it's not all the time, yeah. but some, you know, we'll be talking about our childhoods uh-huh. or, you uh-huh. know, something will pop up and... She's got a few things. That's one of them. That she's like, man, whatever happened to those? Yeah. I wish. And a couple of times has even checked in with her mom and be like, hey, do you know where those are? And she's like, no, we probably got rid of them along the way, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's kind of this long lost cause, but still like grieving it 20 years later until last week when she got a text message. From her mom, uh-huh. who is getting ready to sell the house that she grew up in. So they've been going through a bunch of old stuff. And then came the text message with a picture on it of a bunch of Care Bears. Oh, my goodness. And she was like, look what I found. Do you want these? And she's like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Don't like, protect them, seal them. But it. It so struck me of how giddy and excited yeah. she was over this. Yeah. And and literally like, oh, I'm gonna be able to show the kids this. Like these like these helped define mm-hmm. playing as a child for me. Oh these yeah. These were like my prized possession toys. You know, I have a very distinct memory myself about Care Bears. We had tons of Care Bears. Um, that was a big deal to us. There's one particular Care Bear. His name was Tenderheart. Okay. And yeah. he was a lion. Uh-huh. But he had a big heart on on his chest. Did you want to be Tenderheart? I, I think there was something in me that did. I yeah. don't know, but he was my favorite. That was the one I wanted so desperately. Like, I waited and waited. It was a, a birthday present. And I can remember that uh, my sister and I, we would pretend like we were teaching school. And we would set up pillows in the room like those are their desks yeah. and we would set care bears behind each pillow and so care bears were our students like the future teacher I, I know i know up. and then i was my mom said she would always hear me getting on to different care bears like grumpy bear uh-huh. you know or what one of them, um bedtime bear cheer bear. she would just hear me calling out their names <laughs> and, and telling them to go them. to the hallway <laughs> <laughs> you were totally yeah. and, foreshadowing. And then she would walk by and see me like with them all lined up in the quote hallway and I would be, you know, telling them how it was. But <laughs> that's amazing. But just with with Tiff, like yeah. your wife, just her being so excited to find out about those care bears. And I think she can't wait to show my kids, even though they're like high school and college age now. Yeah. Just to kind of like pass the joy along yeah and, and and there's so many things like that that if if we see those or we bring those back it would just bring back so many just incredible memories right Do you have something that jumps in your mind um i think if my mom showed up you're gonna laugh but with my gi joe 
Because of course you had a GI Joe. I had GI Joe like climbing all over my bedroom. Tom like, boy Christie was oh, like, yeah. "Hey, I had strings uh, across, on, going across from one side <laughs> yes. of the room to the other, and had them like scaling. I mean, it was yeah. I, I think I would, it. and I would love to share that with my son. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those see, original GI Joe. The awesomeness. Of yeah. the real GI Joes, yeah, that's so awesome. So I think we all have things like that. Yeah, that if if, so. if our parents or someone showed up and said, "Hey, we found these. This mm-hmm. is what you played with when you were a kiddo," uh, that that would really bring us yeah. a lot of joy and elate us for that, sure. Uh, that's one of the questions this morning around the breakfast table. If you want to join the conversation, we'd love to know what's something that you wish you could still have today that brought you so much joy. Maybe it was something that you played with as a kid or yeah. whatever it might be. My mom, when she was growing up, had gem dolls. Gem, in case you're not familiar, is a cartoon from the 80s and they had toys to go with it. They were kind of like a bigger version of Barbie dolls, but had crazy colorful hair. And when I was about the same age as my mom, when she had her gem dolls, her aunt found them and was able to give them to us. So I was able to play with my mom's gem dolls alongside my Barbies, and it was pretty awesome. I wonder what are the toys that kids are playing with right now that are going to build similar long-lasting memories. Speaking of kids, here's a positive difference story full of hope. So over the weekend, something pretty cool happened here in Northwest Arkansas. We haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, but uh, the Siloam Springs Fire Department hosted a dedication and blessing for the newest safe haven baby box in Northwest Arkansas, which this is a great idea. Yeah, I just love it. And th- this safe haven deal, this is spreading all over the country, yeah. which I think is just phenomenal. The uh, baby box is located at the fire department, uh, firehouse on Cherry Whitlock Drive. It gives people a way to surrender their baby legally and anonymously and safely, too. Last week, actually, this happened in Indiana. It was the 12th one this year where a baby had a chance to be saved and rescued in a safe Mm -hmm. place. And a mom had an option to be able to do something. Uh, So the Asylum Springs Fire Chief, Jeremy Kreiner, says when a baby is surrendered, an alarm goes off and notifies firefighters. So they're able to go, give immediate medical attention. And then the baby is handed to the Department of Human Services so they can figure out the next best steps. Uh, also, uh, it's a way for uh, basically to be done anonymously mm-hmm. and legally and safely in that way. So a lot of opportunities for this to be a good thing for a variety of difficult situations. Uh, the Asylum Springs Baby Box is actually the 18th one now in the state of Arkansas. It's the only one in western Benton County, but there are also boxes in Rogers, Springdale, and Fort Smith. It reminds me of that um, story uh, we talked about, I don't know, a few weeks ago. Same situation, safe haven box. I think it was in the state of Florida. I I can't remember. The firefighter. Yeah, there's a firefighter. He and his wife, um, they have been unable to have a baby, been struggling with infertility for over 10 years. And and then they were going through the adoption process in multiple ways, could not. They were struggling with that, the money, everything that took, and then... All of the sudden, um, they had a, a baby, a little baby girl delivered at a safe haven box, and he's a firefighter, and he just happened to be the first guy on the scene, and they took that baby to the hospital, and he said to the doctors, he called his wife and just yeah. said, hey, I, I don't know, but I feel like this may be our daughter. Like, you know, and they had already been through this adoption stuff, trying to make stuff happen. Nothing was working out, but he kind of knew in his spirit, I think this may be our daughter. Yeah. And, and sure enough, it all worked out. Um, and Pretty they amazing. ended up, it was like two or three days later, that little baby girl was in their home and 
and they were just overjoyed, yeah. ecstatic. And so, really cool. anyway, the, the, a lot of blessings that can come from that safe yeah. haven box In like some that. really hard situations. And just so, really tough yeah. stuff, yeah. That is our positive difference story of the day today. I saw the news about this baby box, and it's such a mix of emotions for me because it is sad we live in this broken world where the reality is some moms can't take care of their babies. But this baby box gives hope. Hope for the mother that her child will be safe and secure and hope that she is doing the right thing. And it's hope for us, too, that moms will see this as an option when it seems like there are no options. Really glad to see this happen, and I hope that this baby box brings people some more hope. Up next is something from Christy that really resonated with me. So, Mark, I was on my phone late at night going to bed, and this is what typically happens. You know, I get on social media for a little bit. But this particular night, I literally just opened up my phone and boom. This was right in front of my face on social media. Like one of the first things? Yeah. And I read it and then I closed my phone because it it really just spoke to my heart. Wow. Um, But this is... What was it? So this is Christine Kane. Okay. Yeah. Um, She's an author, speaker. speaker. Um, She has a really cool ministry called A1 Ministries and helps fight um, just human slavery and that sort of thing. Anyway, she said, this is what popped up. It says... Don't waste your strength, energy, or emotion on pointless arguments, Mm -hmm. activities, Mm -hmm. or distractions. You are here to fight the good fight of faith, and the enemy will do everything to sidetrack you from this. So, when you need to actually exercise your faith, you will feel depleted and exhausted and have nothing left to give. Perhaps it's time to take an inventory of where you are expending your time talent and treasure so you can refocus your energy on the thing that matters most in light of eternity you need strength to believe god you need energy to follow god you need emotional bandwidth to trust god if you waste these resources on things that ultimately do not matter you will not have the capacity to show up and fight the good fight of faith make no mistake this is not for the faint of heart You must decide to focus and resist those things that will pull you away from your purpose. Wow. In Christ, you can do hard things. Mic drop. Yeah. I get why you closed the phone after that. Yeah, and I was like, okay, um, distraction. Mm. I was, you know, and I don't need to be on social media. It keeps me up late at night, right? And Mm -hmm. I need sleep. We get here early. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just a reminder of, okay, taking an inventory of what is taking away from God's purpose for my life, hmm. really thinking about that. And, and I've even thought even my, my own, my house, like, you know, I'm single mom over here. I've, there's so many things around my house yeah. to take care of. And I've even thought, I'm just going to sell my house and get this small little place, you know, and my house is not this huge right. house but, but there's, still, there's a, lot, like, there's a yard taking care of yeah. a house there's, there's a, all kinds of yeah. stuff going on and i just thought just simplify 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 mm. so that i can fully just focus on not like i'm i do a pretty good job i believe focusing on my son yeah but just focusing on that and my purpose and mm. not have all these distractions everywhere that's really anyway, good it's definitely something to think about yeah and that idea of just pause take an inventory yeah like, not just, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm just a victim to all those things. Yeah, right. there's things that we don't have control over, but we actually do have some control 
over some. Yeah, and whenever I'm 95, I'm not going to say, man, I wish I would have spent more time on social media, mm. you know? Mm, those are just powerful words of truth. For me, it stung just a little bit because I don't want to look back on my life and feel like I wasted it on my phone or on my computer screen. And I want to be ready and willing to answer the calls that God has on my life. Really good stuff I'm going to keep in mind. And I'm thinking maybe I should write it out and stick it somewhere in my office so I have a daily reminder of what's actually important in this life. Sometimes I think I lose sight of that, that bigger picture. Now, Robert was on vacation this week, and I stepped in for the middays. So here are a few of my favorite breaks from this week. We have such strong bonds with our animals, losing them leaves a big hole in our heart. But luckily, this story has a happy ending. But it does show how cats will get themselves into crazy places. Arthur the cat went missing, and no one could find him for five weeks. You heard me, five weeks. His owner, Joe, and her husband spent every free moment putting up posters, knocking on neighbors' doors, and trying desperately to find him, and all hope seemed lost. Then one day, owners of an Airbnb in the neighborhood sent word that their tenants heard meowing in the floorboards. Within 12 minutes of receiving the message, nearby residents stormed the Airbnb and tore up the floorboards to find Arthur. Half his body weight was gone, and they suspect he survived off of bugs and drinking water condensation from pipes. Joe and her husband rushed over and took him to the emergency vet clinic, where it seemed like he might not make it. He spent 24 hours on a drip IV, and they feared his kidneys were failing. But the next day, he was doing much better. It was a miracle, everyone said. They just couldn't believe that he not only survived for five weeks underneath the floorboards, but that he made a full recovery. Joe said that Arthur is resilient and she lives in the best neighborhood, whose fast action saved her cat. Even our animals can receive miracles, and I think it's beautiful. Front door cameras are becoming more common, and with it, more crazy stories about interesting things happening on people's front door. A boy and his friends were walking through the neighborhood, and the friends attempted a ding-dong ditch, but the boy afterwards came to his neighbor's camera and gave this message. You matter, all right? There's always going to be someone who cares about you. You're a good person. No matter what people say about you, you matter. I'm trying to say something nice. You matter. Man or girl, whoever you are, you matter to someone. Just keep that in mind. Don't forget that. The boy was giving this message to their neighbor who they may have never met, and obviously it struck a chord with the owner of this front door camera because he shared it to the internet. And I think it's safe to say that this is a message we all need to hear. You matter. The boy's message actually reminded me of the message of the gospel, the good news to the world, that we are loved, that we matter, that we are rescued. I don't know about you, but I think I sometimes accidentally forget that. I forget God's love for me or God's love for others. Sometimes we need a reminder. So here's your reminder coming from a simple gesture of a boy talking to his neighbor's front door camera that you are loved and you matter. We have to go back to the future. That is a pretty typical movie trope, maybe in sci-fi and action films. The main characters have to go back to the past for some reason to fix something in their present or in their future, but they always make a big deal about not changing too much and how the smallest things have big ramifications. 
I feel like that is summarized pretty nicely in this quote that I found online, and I wanted to share it with you. When people talk about traveling to the past, they worry about radically changing the present by doing something small, but barely anyone in the present really thinks that they can radically change the future by doing something small. I thought that was profound because how many times do we go about our day thinking, oh, it's such a small thing, it's not going to matter, but then God multiplies that small thing and it can change everything for someone Isn't that crazy? We really can make a positive difference by being faithful with what God gives us and trust him to do the rest. We all missed Robert here in the studio, but I was super grateful for the opportunity to spend the week on the positive difference. But one of the funny things about being on the radio is sometimes, ironically, at least for me, I forget that people listen. Sometimes I just feel like I'm talking into a void and no one actually hears what I'm saying. And so I forget sometimes what I've said on the air. My mom, being the supportive, loving mom that she is, was listening. And I had made a dad joke during one of my breaks. I just see a text later from my mom saying, dad joke grown. And I was like, what on earth is my mom talking about? And then it hit me. She heard my joke on the air, and I think it's funny. I can still make my mom roll her eyes. Up next is Anson and Kara with some of their best moments. All right, so Kara, you just got back from a trip. Yeah. I assume you flew yes, yes, to we Seattle. Did. Lots of time on an airplane. Did you uh, check some bags? You we have to did. wait at the baggage claim. Yeah, we had to do the that. baggage carousel thing. Yeah. Okay. There's this feeling that I get. I'm not sure if you have experienced this as well. It uh-huh. may just be some lingering trauma that I've had from <laughs> you, losing my bags once upon a time. You have had some baggage trauma, yeah. But every time I'm at a baggage claim, yeah. I get a little nervous. That's fair. Because I'm sitting there going like, uh, nope, nope, that one's not mine. Uh, nope, that, you know, just like waiting for oh, your yeah. bag to come out. Totally. There's that tension you feel. Anxiety. As you're waiting on your bag to show up. Yeah. Uh, which is why I thought this story was so funny. A, a bunch of travelers at Philadelphia's airport uh-huh. were treated to a rather their rare spectacle at the baggage claim. Oh. Imagine you're sitting there, you're waiting for your bag to show up, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, maybe that one's it. But yeah. instead of a bag popping out, it's uh. a raccoon. What? <laughs> this That's... happened in the Philadelphia airport. Oh my goodness. A random raccoon that... <laughs> pops out of the baggage claim onto the carousel. That's not normal. And people are like screaming. And oh yeah. Like, ah, what is going on? What like, in the world? The, the raccoon apparently got lost in one of the baggage tunnels, was oh, just no. attempting to get out. Oh, Poor little guy. He was yeah. probably as terrified oh, as everybody else. I'm sure. Um, or <laughs> conversely, maybe he, like me, also lost his luggage. Oh, maybe the Poor so. guy's just running around the baggage claim going, is this my, nope, is that one's not mine? my, is nope. This, nope. Ah. It's gotta be here somewhere, right? <laughs> I sure hope they didn't lose my luggage. Oh, man. Anson, it's good to be back in NWA. Welcome back. Thank you. It, you know, it's always fun to go away, but then it's usually fun to come home sure, as well. Yeah. Things you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I will say the one thing I'm having trouble readjusting to is the temperature. Oh. Because we were visiting Seattle. Uh-huh. So like up in the north. What uh, uh, what were the temperatures like up there? Yeah, they were like in the 70s. That and like nice. the last day we left, it was like drizzly and like 60. Like it was cold. <laughs> and then we came back to this and I'm having just a little bit of temperature envy. Yeah. But other than that, really glad <laughs> to be back home. Have you ever been praying and had that thought where you wondered whether God was actually listening. Mm, I think it's an okay thing to admit. I know sometimes that feels like it's not okay. Right. But I think a lot of us have had this particular doubt before. Definitely. The other night I was reading Acts 
chapter 10. And in that chapter, we learn about a centurion named Cornelius. And he's a devout, God-fearing man. And scripture tells us that he prayed to God regularly. And his story makes a point about the importance of this regular practice of prayer. Now, of course, like we pray spontaneously sometimes and anytime really as Paul taught. But I was reading something from Beth Moore. She said we should consider the value of a regular daily time set aside for focused prayer. And the next part is important, whether you actually feel like it or not, oh, right? Whether yeah. that day you felt like God knew you were there, Oof. whether you were feeling anything in response, whether you got specific direction or not, whether you felt like that particular day you got anything at all out of your Bible reading or your prayer time. Right. Because some days that's yeah. just how it goes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I bet Cornelius had some of those days too, Yeah. if he was truly praying regularly. Mm. But then one day, the book of Acts says he saw clearly in a vision, an angel of God who came in and spoke to him. Just like that. Like it probably felt very sudden and kind of jarring, right? Yeah. And I think we've kind of adapted as a culture to this kind of like instant messaging lifestyle where we get constant feedback and response to whatever it is that we're doing. Yeah. But again, Beth Moore points out the effects of prayer are cumulative. Hmm. For instance, the very thing we prayed so hard for last year may have been timed by God's sovereign authority and wisdom for an answer today. Mm. But for a year, it may have seemed like you were getting nothing in response. Interesting. We may miss those moments because three days later, after praying, we shrug (laughs) our shoulders and we decide, you know what? Maybe I'm just talking to the sky Mm. and maybe this is pointless. Wow. So Cornelius prayed to God regularly. Mm. And I think he can be an encouragement for us to do the same because Mm. there he was one day postured, focus, and listening Mm. when God, seemingly quite suddenly, Mm. determined to do a really remarkable thing. Mm. So have patience, maintain faith and hope. The Lord sees, he hears, and he esteems your practice of prayer. It never, ever doesn't matter. I loved this message from Anson, this reminder that in relationships, you have to put in the work, even when you don't feel like it, even when it's hard even when it feels pointless, and a reminder that prayer isn't like a vending machine. Enter one prayer, get one miracle. It's a relationship, and relationships require patience and attention, and I will confess that I struggle with daily prayer. It does feel a bit pointless, and I just loved this message from Anson helping me realign my focus a bit. And if you're looking for prayer or to pray for others, we have the Prayer Center as a resource for you at klrc.com or on the KLRC app, along with another amazing resource, the Prayer Starters Podcast by Suzanne Eller, whose focus is to prompt you into a discussion with God. Like I said, you can check out all those resources on the app or on our website. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap-up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend.